0: Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is August the 1st, 2020. Strong hand, long-term thinking. Unconfiscatable. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Do not accept the new normal. Fitting in is overrated. Personal responsibility is new counterculture. Deferral, gratification, conviction. We are in a golden age. Be relentless. Strive for greatness, people. This is Beyond Bitcoin. Uh, Hello, my elite friends. If you have questions, I have answers. Just type uh, uh, type in proud Zionist Jew. That's the name of this backup channel. Make sure you're subscribed to the main channel, which is Bitcoin Meister. Get my attention if you've got a question somehow. Do something over there in the chat. Uh, I want to say that it is the Beyond Bitcoin show, but tonight's been really wacky in terms of Bitcoin. My, uh, usually Saturday nights are not, I don't think there's ever been a Saturday night that this... The price action has been this insane it got up to twelve thousand dollars and everyone was so happy and then suddenly it drops fourteen hundred dollars to ten thousand six hundred now it's in the low eleven thousands again it's all about that freaking strong hand and not being a free out freak this says satoshi satoshi nakamoto think think like satoshi uh be, be calm be silent be hidden (laughs) and don't freak out when uh, things like this happen. But tomorrow morning or Monday morning, people might not even know this even happened. It might just be back to 12,000 again. I I don't, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's fun. It's, it's, it's funny. (laughs) I was, I mean, I was prepared to say, Oh, look, we're at $12,000. And then all of a sudden it was at 10,600. So that, that, that's the way it works. So let's get into, uh, Let's get into beyond Bitcoin subject matters. I had to bring that up, though, because I'm sure some of you are like, what is going on? And I don't, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> who, who knows what's going on? So uh, envy was once considered to be one of the seven deadly sins but before it became one of the most admired virtues under its new name, social justice. <laughs> That's from Thomas Sowell uh, on, on Twitter. And yeah, yeah, I, I, I got to say that's a good way of summing up the, the, the social justice there. Well, we want to fix everything in the world. The whole world isn't fair. That person has more than me. It must be equal. It's envy, okay? It's envy is running wild, just like Hulkamania used to run wild during the 1980s. Uh, during, uh, uh, during 2020, <laughs> envy is running wild, but you can avoid it. You can avoid it. So many people right now, are worried about racism, racism that, racist this, racism that, social justice that, just uh, put it in your back pocket. You don't have to participate in it. You're in the Bitcoin overlay. While everybody was complaining about racism, what were you doing? You were buying Bitcoin. You were learning about Bitcoin. It's personal responsibility right then and there. People can take any direction they want to in life. They can complain and complain about things, worry about things, uh, you know, inject uh, social justice and uh, complaining and envy into their sports. Uh, it's bread circuses and envy now. That's what uh, that's that's what gets the the eighty percenters going. Bread circuses and envy, and it's pretty easy if you've got some uh, self control <laughs> and long term thinking to avoid that type of stuff and uh, just to get into Bitcoin. But this is the Beyond Bitcoin, so we're gonna. We're going to talk about what the 80-percenters are, are talking about so you know to avoid it. Now, speaking about short-term thinking, there once was a leader in Zimbabwe named Robert Mugabe. And you know he had, his country was going down the tubes because he was a communist, a Marxist, and uh, his policies were horrible. So he, he decided to up it a level and uh, take away land from white farmers. He thought that was a great idea. Uh, wasn't very good because they, they really started starving there. And, and the, the Zimbabwe, when it was Rhodesia, it was like the breadbasket of Africa. And on my visit to Zimbabwe in, in 2016, I mean, all, most of the food was imported from South Africa or China or something, but most of it from South Africa. They, they made their own peanut butter there. Uh, well, the new government of, uh, of Zimbabwe, which is worse than Robert Mugabe's government on a lot of things – uh, I mean, they've caused in hyperinflation again, I believe. Uh, they, they are uh, – according to this article, they, Zimbabwe to pay white farmers $35 billion in land compensation deal. OK, so they're, they're going to uh, – they say they're going to pay the farmers for the, the, the uh, land that they, they took away from them. Uh, the only problem is Zimbabwe does not have the money. <laughs> of course, <laughs> they don't have any money the government has no money. So Harari to issue long-term bonds and jointly approach international donors uh, with farmers to raise funding. Okay. So they're going to beg for money to to give to the farmers. They're going to issue bonds for the farmers. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's the thought that counts there. This, uh, this government uh, it's, I, perhaps they're realizing like, uh, we better keep these guys around somehow. We, we better do something nice for them <laughs> because they've been treated like dirt. Uh, well, they were treated like dirt in the, uh, the first decade of, uh, of this uh, century. So very interesting. It, it's, I guess it's the thought that counts because they don't have the money to give to the farmers. <laughs> they just – they don't, and I, I doubt who's going to buy their bonds. And maybe some people will donate money to, to the cause. All right. So th- th- there's your news out of Zimbabwe. Uh, pound that like button. I, I got to say, you know, Zimbabwe, you just <laughs> j- just go to like a dollar based system again. That- that'll probably solve your problem. A lot of your problems, a lot of your problems. So let's let's travel back uh, across the the Atlantic to the United States. And well, first of all, if you're in Zimbabwe, you- you've got to travel across Africa, then get to uh, fricking Angola eventually. Then you'll be at the Atlantic and then take it up to to the United States. And what do we have here? Uh, Trump tells voters in suburbs they will no longer be bothered by low-income housing. Now, what what does this all mean? Well, earlier in the week, uh, I I think it was last weekend, Trump got rid of an Obama-era, I guess it was a law or – (laughs) some <laughs> policy an uh, 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 Obama era policy, a housing policy uh, and that uh, was placing public housing in suburbs okay they, they thought, hey, you know the public housing it's let's put people in, in houses that they can't afford in the suburbs. And uh, men, people that that will be good for the suburbs, you know, all these people saved all their lives by these $300,000 houses in the suburbs and the government en- ends up with some house somehow, and they're going to put a uh, low in- income people. They're going to put public housing people into a house next to a $300,000 house. What could go wrong? The people being put in the houses have, have never owned any real estate. They've never maintained any real estate. Um, they... Many of them don't have uh, understand the concept of ownership very well, and you might be saying, "Wow, well, you're making these, these tremendous uh, generalizations here." Let me tell you something here. I, I lived in Baltimore City on Linden Avenue. There were many Housing Authority of Baltimore City houses there, um, and, and I saw it firsthand. Sure, that they, they, they're individuals. There are many. They, everyone's an individual. I'm I'm not going to generalize. I, I'm not going to say everyone in public housing is like that. But if you're if you're raised in public housing, where's the owners? Where do you learn ownership? Where do you learn maintenance? Where I mean, you just destroy the house and there's no punishment at all. There's none at all. So there's no incentive to, to be very responsible. The people that live in these houses. So they decided hey, the federal government came up with a policy where we're going to we're going to throw them into the suburbs, too. And lo and behold, I mean, I noticed it. Uh, my father noticed it uh, from you know 2008 to, to 2016 in in the suburbs of Baltimore County. I mean, you could you could see that there was many houses were falling apart. Uh, many shopping centers started to fall apart. Uh, there, there were different people uh, uh, acting in, in different ways, very irresponsible ways. And it was not good for the suburbs. It was not good for the housing value. It was not good for, for business, actually. There was increased crime. And the bottom line is these individuals, they don't have to be this way. I mean they can have personal responsibility. I mean they don't have to live their whole lives in public housing. They, they can strive for better things, but they, they choose not to strive for better things. So the, the Obama housing department, the federal housing department under Obama thought it was great to, to do this to the suburbs, to bring these – and so Trump said all of a sudden, all of a sudden, four years into his administration here, <laughs> he decides to get rid of this policy. It took him long enough. I mean, <laughs> a Republican administration is, is not is not about, uh, you know, it's not supposed to be about seeding neighborhoods and planning neighborhoods. I mean, it's it, it's illegal to, to to really do that. I mean, an individual could not say, oh, I'm going to try to put a poor person here, uh, a, a rich person here. You, you couldn't do that. That's against housing law. But the federal government could do that. So he, he decides now to do this. Now, I, I think part of the reason he decided to do this is because a lot of people in these suburbs um, are on the verge of not voting for him now, and something like this will actually please a lot of people in the suburbs if, if they understand it. So people tried to guilt and shame uh, Trump for doing this on, on Twitter. Um, I mean, he didn't say it in a, in a very politically correct way. He told voters in the suburbs they will no longer be bothered by low-income housing. There's there's few, few uh, politically, uh, political leaders will, will, will say something like that. But, I mean, he, he spoke the truth there. So uh, he's only getting shamed by a certain segment of the media. What I noticed when he changed the policy last weekend or whenever it was – it got very little coverage, and I thought to myself, "Well, they can just—I mean, there's so many ways they can rip on him for this. They can say he's racist. They can say he's against poor people. They can say all sorts of things." And the media didn't jump on it; they really didn't. And the reason they didn't is because they know—they know very well that something like this is 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 speak, is very uh, positive uh, for, for in in the minds of many suburban voters. They're, they were—they did not enjoy having uh their neighborhoods wrecked by uh, by public housing uh, residents all suddenly in their neighborhoods suddenly in their right next to their houses they they, they saved and and worked so hard to get then the house their house value goes down because the federal government thought it was a great idea to put in people that have no clue about uh, maintaining houses and, and have no incentive to 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 be good neighbors at all all right so there you go pound that like button trump did something that was all right and uh the media is is not is no they they won't talk about it because it will get suburban people to to vote for him right now it's not looking too good for the the trump uh campaign but but you never know you never know people don't worry about it you just get yourself more bitcoin you take care of yourself personal responsibility is new counterculture and as i've said before a house isn't it it, it's an anchor it is an attack vector if you're uh if you you're in debt on a house and God forbid! All of a sudden, the, the federal government decides that uh, you know an- another house in your block is going to have low-income housing. I mean, that's not too cool for your for your bottom line. There, uh, th- that's why you, you do not want to uh, become in debt on a house and really, really become anchored down. It is uh, uh, an attack vector. Pound that like button now. Again, check out this week in Bitcoin. Alex, Neil, and Phil were on disruptmeister.com. Follow me on Twitter at Tech techbalt. T E C H B A L T. Um, and wow, I put something there that I was supposed to put below, but okay. Uh, Alex Fetz. speaking of Alex Fetzky, he has a great tweet out there. Evaluate individuals by their actions and values, not by their group identity. The individual is real. The collective is an imaginary construct. Individual responsibility is the cure For the poison that is politics, yeah, I like that. I like that. Don't don't blindly uh, follow uh, what your your uh, your tribe is doing, uh, your team is doing. Be an individual, think for yourself. Be a unique beast. Don't get caught up in the politics and stuff. Don't get caught up in it. It's only going to drag you down, and you're going to lose. You're going to lose your individuality. And again, collectivism is the default. It's easy to to default into collectivism. Uh, But individualism is the achievement there. Simon Dixon points out the U.S. printed more money in one month than in two centuries. Hey, if you want to value your wealth in dollars after that one, go ahead make my day. Uh, And Roman Q said, where were you for uh, user-activated soft fork?" Well, I – Torvay's had a show about that today, and I was invited to be on the show, but it was during Shabbat, and I got Anders to be on the show instead of me. But the day um, that user-activated software was enacted, I was flying from uh, Brisbane to uh, back to Baltimore, uh, and it was a very long flight, It's and it was Tisha B'Av also, so I was fasting, so it was, it was Brisbane to Honolulu to New York. And then I took a bus to to Baltimore. So that's that's what I was doing. <laughs> that's what I was. I, I, I was that. I was that worried about it. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't thinking much about user activated soft fork. And you know, by the time I got off the plane back in Baltimore, uh, I, I remember very well it pumping above three thousand dollars, and all of a sudden, all of us having this B cash stuff also, and it was freaking awesome, man it was it was a great time it was really a great time to to be in bitcoin and uh my life definitely changed uh (laughs) in a big way when it when it when it hit when all that happened when it when it that that pump changed a lot for me it really did um it was it was a good proud moment in my life to say the least all right let's see here uh So, Mark Paseo, you missed the start of the show. You said Bitcoin dumped a thousand in one minute, and yes, I talked about that at the start of the show. You can get back to that. We—it's rare on a Saturday night that we have a price action like that. Um, And whatever—it's that's that's life. You have a strong hand. It was—we were happy. It was twelve k. Now it's eleven k. It was ten k. It was this k. It was that k. It probably might get back into the nine k's again at some point. But we're we're approaching the day. We're approaching the day when it will never return to nine thousand. Just like uh, about forty-six months ago, uh, two hundred ten thousand blocks ago, we were approaching the point when it never returned to six hundred dollars again. Okay, so we're, we're it, it's cyclical. It's it's repeating. Having hype, I told you, dudes. So we're after the having, after the having, the good stuff starts, baby. You just have to be patient, and they're gonna be crazy, freaking nights like what we just what we just saw but this is beyond bitcoin so we're going to stick away with that watch sunday show watch sunday show and i will i will talk more about this no doubt i'll talk about user activated uh, soft fork also all right long live zionism fred smith says yes i i definitely agree with that it is it is so great that the jewish people have a homeland in the land of israel it is something that i am so pleased about all right, now uh, let's continue on with the show. If you got any questions about that, yeah, type them in there, type in uh, proud Zionist Jew. I am a proud Zionist Jew. All Jews should be proud Zionist. It's it's the land of Israel is a great place, technologically advanced. Unfortunately, right now they're having protests because they're, they're locked down just like we are in the United States. All right. Um, God, I can't believe I wrote that there. And now... Uh, What is this? I don't send my kids to public schools because I fear them catching COVID. I don't send them because I won't, I don't want them catching socialism. Pound that like button. I I agree with that one. So I got an email from the synagogue that I attended in Los Angeles. I never said the name of it, but now I will. Um, It's called Ahavas Yisrael, and it's on Libria. um, Was it on the 700 block of Libria there? Very close to where I stay. The the best freaking neighborhood in LA, no doubt about it, is, uh, is that neighborhood. Whatever you want to call it, Fairfax, La Brea, Chabad, whatever you want to call it. But I got an email from the, the the shul, from the synagogue. And this is what happens when the government interferes in everybody's life and shuts down everything. It has become increasingly difficult to continue paying rent for a shul we hardly ever use. Decreased membership ship, and members who don't feel safe or comfortable participating in shul because of COVID make getting even a, Shabbat, a Shabbos minion difficult. We've informed the landlord that we would be moving out uh, by the end of August. So, of course, the uh, California shut down. You couldn't have prayer services for a long period of time. And that really did them in, and that scared people. And this is this happening to small businesses, small synagogues. Um, it's changing a lot of people's life Uh, when the government, when the fascist government decides what can be open, what can be closed randomly, how many people can be at a place. Only 10 people can be there. So this show is going down. They're they're going out of business. Uh, The rabbi is, is a great rabbi. He's having services in his backyard now because you can't have more. You can't have a certain amount of people in an enclosed area. It's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. All the, all these rules. Um, And, so I want, to, I want to give you another real life example of how it's changed uh, people's life. My grandmother, as you all know, is 97 years old and, and she was driving. And of course, uh, once everything gets shut down and everybody becomes paranoid, um, my grandma was not driving anymore. She stopped driving. People would deliver things to her house. She was obviously a little worried about going out. She lost practice driving. And my grandmother got tired of paying insane insurance on her car so that was it my grandmother gave away her car to a relative and now my grandmother has stopped driving she's given up driving that's it she's no longer a driver and some of you are saying well that's an awesome thing your grandma is going to be 98 at the end of the year she shouldn't be driving I mean, that's your opinion whatever but if it weren't for the, this uh government shutdown this nonsense uh, my grandmother would still be driving and uh so that's it she threw in the keys she threw in the towel towel about that uh, I, I know some people who have, uh, I mean, here's one positive effect. <laughs> Maybe you can, th- this is something unnatural, but was natural back in the day. Uh, I, I, I know some people who have kids that are about to turn 10 years old. Okay. A daughter who's about to turn 10 and because she hasn't been at school with her friends, um, you know, when they get to these tween years, they start to get into other things, you know, music and maybe they start to look at boys. It's a little different. Then they're not playing with their dolls anymore. Well, this little girl is about 10 is 10 and she still likes her dolls. And so because, because she's not, I mean, they're, they're communicating with zoom and everything or whatever way they communicate. I don't know, but since they're not like interacting socially, they're, they're a little stunted in, in their, their social uh, progression they're still, they're going to be little girls longer. And of course, back in the day of my grandmother, you know, you were a little, you were playing with your doll until you were 14, right? (laughs) But in in the modern world, I I guess girls, where they give up dolls when they're 10 or something, and these, this girl has, doesn't know, doesn't know to give it up yet, because she hasn't, all the friends haven't been around to get together and talk about what they see on TV and all the nonsense and stuff. So that's kind of it. That's an interesting observation I made. Maybe, maybe some of you have some other Odd things that have come out of this. Um, if I look at the positive side. There's nothing wrong with with little ten-year-old girls staying little girls and and not getting into re- the ridiculous things that are uh, that the kids get into these days. Nothing that, that is that is a positive uh, that that's coming. You know, kids being kids. But unfortunately, kids cannot fully be kids because they're not they're not going outside. They're not, there's not there's not gym. There's uh, there's not proper socialization going on anymore. That, that that that's that's much more important than this this one positive aspect of uh staying a little a little girl longer than uh, you usually would now uh and so yeah it, it continues though the the unnatural situation of schools are going to remain closed businesses are going to remain closed whatever the government picks and chooses and uh grandma stops driving so so many so many uh Interesting things have come out of this situation. Now, uh, another another something that's happened at the beginning, you might remember there were news stories about like some woman coughed on food in anger at a supermarket, and they like threw away fifty thousand dollars worth of food. Let me tell you something right there, okay? If that food was food that I I like, that was healthy food, you I, I don't I don't care if someone coughed. On you know, my favorite types of food, avocados, uh, apples, uh, chicken, uh, whatever I like, uh, onions, I, I, I would eat this. And you were going to throw away $50,000 worth of it, I would take all of it and I would eat all of it. I mean it's called like washing it off or heating it up and cooking it, okay? So I mean it, 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 I understand the liability issues or whatever of a store – but I mean, if, if I was around, I would, and they threw it in the dumpster, I would have taken it all out for myself. I don't, <laughs> and it wasn't like the woman had this, the disease either. She, she just coughed on the food in anger just to show how ridiculous everything was. Uh, but, but that's what we're living in right now. So t- tonight, though, was, a, was an interesting night, though. I did have a big smile on my face. Uh, I'm not a fiat freak, but seeing it hit 12,000 was, was nice. And the Orioles won just around the same time it hit 12,000. Don't value your wealth in baseball, but hey, whatever. Orioles winning, twelve thousand. <laughs> Just thought I would mention that. <laughs> Computing forever. I, I guess that's Dave Cullen is his real name in Ireland. He had a good video out there where he reminds us that there are so many people out there that put the government on a pedestal that freaking worship the, pe- the government, and they think the government gives them their rights. They don't understand that your rights pre-exist government. Okay. So that if the government says, uh, you know, you you, you got to stay six feet apart. I mean, they're the final world. That, that's it. So for so many people, the government is the ultimate. I mean, they don't have their own authority. They 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 don't make their own decisions like they trust the government more than they trust themselves. And I for you know, when I discovered Doug Casey, I mean, this is like over 10 years ago now. He was the one that re- really snapped snapped me, It snapped in my brain at that point. Like, well, wait a second, what is it? The government is fake. The government isn't real. The government is the, you know, you change your own life. You don't need the government's permission. But that paradigm that you need the government's permission for everything, okay, that is the majority. That is, and and I think we forget that. Some of us forget that in the Bitcoin space, Um And I think definitely libertarians probably forget that a lot because they're so used to thinking in a a different – with a different mindset than the normies. The normies think, I mean, that the government is the ultimate, okay, and you're going to listen. And that's where the power is. The power is not within. So Dave Dave, uh, mentions that in his his video. It, It was good. But it's something to remember. It is definitely something to remember is if you get into an argument with someone about this whole virus situation, their low perspective if they worship the government okay and the government should have solved the problem for us okay it's the government's fault this exists is the government this that the other with the government okay you don't have to be a slave to the government um you can if, if the if the government starts uh, putting uh, public housing in your neighborhood then you move okay you move to a new city where that's not going to happen <laughs> where they're not friendly with the federal government okay uh, there, there's always, you have to be in motion. You, you can't blame it all on the government. You can't give the government all the credit and you can't let the government boss you around at all. But there's so many people that that that's natural for them. The government bossing them around. There's nothing wrong with that. They, they tell their kid, they teach their kids, uh, they send them to public school. That's where it's, it's ingrained in them and stuff. It's so a good reminder, um, by Dave there and, and Dave Cullen, he kind of, he, he gets a little too deep uh, conspiratorial about this whole virus thing. Um, I, I don't agree with everything that he says about it, but he is, he's been right about a lot of things and that you don't need to worry about If you're a healthy person, you don't need to worry about it. And this is where Carl Denninger has another great one uh, that I linked to below today. Uh, I think it came out today. And it, again, he, he, he points out that every year in the United States, I mean, a certain percentage of people die. That's just it. That's life. A certain, certain percentage of people are going to die every year. And it looks like for this year, it, it might be a little higher. It might be the same. Okay. But the media doesn't cover every single freaking death, every single freaking disease that's out there. If they did, everybody would be freaked out. So he, he, he's pointing out, he, you know, it's been what's well, been almost six months now. You know, people have sacrificed a lot for sick people, for for people who do not maintain their health. Okay. Because this virus, like many other diseases out there, hits people with diabetes, who are overweight, who have heart conditions, who have all sorts of conditions that were brought on by their, their own irresponsibility. Okay. People living lifestyles that are disgusting for years and years. Now they're sick and we're all supposed to sacrifice for them. No, that that makes no sense at all. That makes no sense at all. Those people who put themselves into those positions, they can go hide or they can get, They can do whatever they think is necessary. The, the The majority of people shouldn't be worried about this disease. Um, the people should be going about their regular lives, okay? Because at the end of the day, there's all sorts of things you can catch out there. There are all sorts of things you can die from. And when, when we look back on this, the rate of death for this, for people who are perfectly healthy, it, it's going to be similar to the rate of death of just living, okay? Of just living. Now, again, if you have some comorbidity that you brought upon yourself, you got to deal with that, dude. That's your personal responsibility. Now, I want to say in Sweden that people were ripping on Sweden because they just let it all play out. It's worked out pretty well over there. It's worked out pretty well. All right. They're getting along with life. Things are going on. In Germany, people in Berlin, they are protesting. I am am happy to see that. There's people who watch the show regularly, the Beyond Bitcoin show, which is every freaking Saturday on this backups channel, I was saying I'm only seeing Americans complain, but these last – Americans protest, but these last few weeks, I mean, in Israel and some other European – in European countries, in Germany, um, we see some protests. So I do have this question for everyone. If Trump loses, okay, and the next day the virus just disappears from the media, what have we learned? What are we going to do? What, what are you going to do? Not we. What are you going to do, Okay. Now I'm already out there saying that I believe if Trump loses the election that the next day the virus is going to be gone okay there will be no more focus on it anymore and just and then people will feel more relaxed and life will go on but that, that's that's fake that's not real I mean there will be no difference from the day before the election to the day after the election in terms of the virus the virus the prevalence of the virus okay and what it's doing it just it shows you that this is all media-driven hysteria, okay, if that, if that happens. And so what are, are you going to be a slave to the algorithm still? Are you going to still watch CNN? Are you going to still – I mean so many people won't even realize it. They'll be like, oh, yeah, okay, people are talking about the virus. Because you, you remember back at the end of May when we had the riots, all of a sudden they weren't talking about the virus anymore. All of a sudden it was gone. All of a sudden, and you, you could have – if you won the riot and have protests, it was fine. No social distancing anymore. It's all fine. And then they got tired of that and it went back to the virus again. And so people, if people don't, didn't wake up then, I mean, a lot of people did wake up then like man, this thing can't be that serious. If the, if it's forgotten and then it's remembered, but I hope some people learn uh, if that happens. um, And some people really understand what defiance is all about at that point. Be defiant, speak up against, speak up against the lies. Once, uh, once that lie is blown out of uh, blown out of the water, but we will see. We will see if Trump wins or lose. So if Trump wins, oh my God, I, I don't know what's going to happen the next day. Uh, what what rumor will come out? out uh, <laughs> what what'll be the next thing that the, the media fixates on? Oh my lord. So uh, today nihilism is is quite prevalent. Okay, uh, prevalent for so many people, life is meaningless. You got to be an anti nihilist. Okay. You got to realize this is the golden age, and that if the majority of people think life is meaningless, that's the mainstream culture. You you think otherwise. Life is awesome, dude. There's so so much potential. If you're in motion, if you're you're a go getter, if you're a, a long term thinker, sure. I mean, you can get down on, on sad stories or whatever, and, and just you know avoid avoid the negativity. There's there is meaning in life, okay? But most people, life is meaningless. Let's just complain. Let's just get my, whatever I gotta get today, live for the day. Life is meaningless. That's the that's 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 mainstream culture today. We are in a golden age, dude. Bitcoin, be a unique beast, all right? Be a unique beast. So speaking of unique beast, I think it was on Thursday night or what no, no, was it was a Wednesday or Thursday. I on this channel I did an extra show about Robert Kennedy Kennedy Jr. Now I linked to the video his debate he had with uh, Alan Dershowitz they had a, a debate about vaccines okay and it's a it's a great debate Robert Kennedy won it I mean that Dershowitz agrees with him on a lot of stuff uh, now Robert Kennedy jr I definitely do not agree with his dude on politics um, on most stuff okay he's a big uh, climate changer and uh, but, you got to give this guy – he is a Democrat, and he speaks up against the vaccines, okay? Uh, he's not an anti-vaxxer. He's into the safety – he's not into rushed vaccines. And he says that this that for the current virus, they are rushing this vaccine, and it, it could be very dangerous. Now, most – if you're a logical person, left or right, you're not going to put in – you're going to let, let somebody plunge uh, a needle with some untested uh, – vaccine into your body you're just not going to let that but there are plenty of people who are willing to do that i mean it's it's unbelievable at the 56.50 mark he says a healthy person uh has basically zero chance of dying from covid and i I was so happy to hear a democrat say that okay because we're not it's become so partisan but it's so it's so obvious from what i I mean i was giving you this carl deniger gives you the statistics again healthy people. It's, it's not that you're not going to die. I mean, your likelihood of just dying from anything is is basically the same thing. Uh, (laughs) So uh, I, I, I made the video because uh, about Robert Kennedy Jr. And the the Weinstein brothers want to create like a third party. That's middle of the ground that appeals to Democrats and Republicans unity 2020. And I said, you know what Weinstein brothers, why don't you get this Robert Kennedy jr. To be part of your team because he's got a pretty famous name and people, there'll be plenty of people that will blindly be like, Oh, I want to vote for a Kennedy. I like the Kennedys, but there will be people on on certain people that are conservative. They'll be like, wait a second, this guy, he thinks for himself. He's, he's against the vaccines. Uh, He's, he's against untested vaccines. So you can watch my video about that, but definitely watch if you're interested in untested vaccines and debates, uh, Dershowitz versus, uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. It's linked to below. And also again, linked to, I guess it was my extra Wednesday show. You can link to it below where I I talk more about Robert Kennedy Jr. And so I am, I am open-minded to, to say, you know what, a guy who I definitely do not agree with, uh, on most of his politics is, is smart about, uh, this situation. And one can, one can learn from him and understand that they're, you know we we might have different politics but people can't agree on some basic freaking human rights <laughs> uh, okay that that the, no government should force their uh citizenry to, to take something that could uh, who, who knows what it could do alter your dna this is it's a new type of uh vaccine also there's all sorts of things uh but there there are plenty of people on social media that are saying oh yeah i'm first in line for that thing uh because so many people are just tired uh, of what's going on, they'll be like, well, this will end it. This will end it. So uh, I'm willing to do it. Oh, God, what people are willing to do, that, that you shouldn't be willing to risk your uh your life like that. I mean, more definitely, if this virus – I mean, if this vaccine actually comes out, more people will die from the vaccine than the the, the, the virus, I would assume. Okay, let me just check the uh, – okay, we've been on for 36 minutes. Uh, we got people – we got another question. Do you think uh, the average person trusts the government more or less now? Most people I speak with don't know anyone who got this flu and recognize the overreaction. All right. So do more people – I think uh, the average person trusts the government less now, the average person, because a lot of people are are blaming it on uh, Trump and they hate Trump. But then there's, like, people who worship Cuomo and Newsom. So there's a significant amount, a significant portion of the population that is more willing to follow the government now, okay? I don't know about the word trust, but they're more willing to go with whatever the government says. And and that goes with what I was just saying. There is a significant portion of the population that if the government says put an untested vaccine into your body into your child's body into your mother's body they will they will think that is fine so that that is a little that is scary that the, a situation where i i think this is a situation where people should be like clearly that I, I don't trust the government as much as i, I once did clearly the government is, is completely insane and doesn't know its left hand from its right hand. It says one thing one time, changes its mind. I, sh- I shouldn't be following their their guidelines at all w- with anything after this situation. It's, it's obvious to me, it's obvious to you, but there are some people that are now more willing to blindly follow certain leaders than they, they were previously because of fear because of freaking fear out there so that's that's a good that's a good question it's a good question pound that like button people all right remember retweet this on twitter it's late at night here so i'm 149 in the morning baby let's let's keep it going let's keep it going so spread the word spread the word that the backup channel is You know, you get the beyond Bitcoin type of stuff here. You never know what you're going to get here. When I'm going to give you an extra show, give you a repeat show. You do know every Saturday night you're going to get a show. All right. So space, I was, uh, everyone knows I love space. And I think I was uh, listening to Event Horizon, which is a good, uh, good channel if you like space. And they pointed out how cool space is. And then you know, maybe right now you think the coolest thing in the solar system is Enceladus or uh, or Europa. And that space and the solar system are so the solar system is so unexplored that more than likely the coolest thing in the solar system, we have no idea what it is now. We we have yet to discover it. That is the potential of space exploration. That whatever is the most interesting thing out there in our solar system, we're not even close to freaking finding it yet. And to me, that is so golden age. It is so exciting. And uh, I, I do hope Elon Musk and other private – and Jeff Bezos, whoever, version Atlantic guy, I hope they get uh, more private people in the space, more private expeditions of all over the moons and planets and beyond our solar system because, the go- again, the government isn't – They took it to a certain level in the 60s, uh, but uh, the government can only take it so far. And we're seeing Elon Musk do a really good job uh, with SpaceX. So I'm excited about it. Here's a tweet from Alex Berenson, who is a great guy to follow on Twitter, if you're interested in, in the truth about this virus. True story. If current trends hold, the number of people under 35 murdered in the United States this year will rise by more than the total number of people under 35 who died of the virus. Okay, lockdowns kill. So let's say uh, a thousand people. Uh, on, I, I'm just making this number up. A thousand people under 35 died of uh, of the virus. He's saying that by the end of this year, there will be the number of murders uh, of people. Under 35, of course, will be more than a thousand. That's not what he's saying. He's saying the difference from last year and this year will be over a thousand. So it, it, puts, it puts it in perspective, okay? It puts in perspective everybody's worried about the 35 year olds dying of the virus. While we have these shutdowns, when we have these unnatural activity, when we have these protests, more people of that age group uh, are dying. Uh, than than, than last year by the amount – more than the amount of people who are actually dying of that virus. So it's a very interesting comparison there. So there are uh, all sorts of – all sorts of effects from these lockdowns that people cannot predict, okay? And they're mostly negative, very negative. And they involve death of people, Okay people losing their lives, people committing suicide. Kids are depressed. It's, it's, it's so ridiculous. And that's why you got to be defiant, people. Get out of that state. Send your kids to school. Go about your normal life. As everyone knows, I have gone about my normal life. Nothing has changed at all. <laughs> I work for myself, though. And I'm, an unique, I'm in the Bitcoin overlay. I mean, I plan for this. this. Is You know, when you put yourself in the Bitcoin overlay, you, when a situation like this com- comes about, you just laugh. I mean... And you you do your thing. I run every day. I'm outside every freaking day, no matter if I'm in LA, here in Asheville, in Baltimore, wherever the heck I'm gonna be. Everybody's complaining about the scam ads on YouTube. All right. Yes, it's 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 an algorithm. The algorithm, there's the, the, the when you submit your scam ad, the scammers know that a human isn't gonna look at it. Some algorithm is just gonna say, Oh, they they paid me, so I'm putting it up there. I wanna I wanna add something else to this. Uh argument or this debate about YouTube, all right? YouTube is lying to their advertisers. All right. They are inflating the number of views. They – I can tell that there are – a lot of people say there are Russian bots out there, Ukrainian bots that boost up certain channels' views. You know, you can hire a Ukrainian bot. You can hire a Russian bot and it'll create fake views for you. And that's true. That is true. That's happening. Whatever. People do that stuff, to get, and then YouTube sometimes it catches those people, but at the same time, YouTube is doing that themselves. YouTube is doing that themselves on, on their some of their more popular channels where they have advertisers paying lots of money. They're they're inflating the numbers. I I can tell some so, so, with my own with the own my own numbers and live viewers and stuff. Some of the live viewers aren't real. It's just it's just fake. I mean, there was there was there was one day I had a show. I mean, it was over a year ago, and all of a sudden they were like 500 live viewers, and then all of a sudden there weren't. It's fake. It's YouTube. YouTube had plays these games behind the scenes also, um, and, and some people were like, "Well, then they're then they the people that are making the videos will get more money that way. Why would they want to do that? But because they, it it makes the advertisers think." That more people are seeing their videos, that more real people are – so they're willing to pay more for the advertisement on YouTube. That's why YouTube fakes are freaking uh, boost their uh, boost their view number sometimes. And, and weird freakish things happen like that. All of a sudden you have 500 live viewers and then, then you have uh, 20. I mean it's, it's great. I mean in, in a matter of minutes. So just want to point that out there. The algorithm does all sorts of interesting things and maybe they have some uh, magical algorithm that uh, says, well, this channel uh, is doing pretty well with advertising, but we could make more money from advertisers if we boosted up the views. So, hey, let's uh, create some fake uh, views on this. There's no, <laughs> there's, there's no one, I mean, it's a private company. They can do what they want to do. They can lie about what they want to lie. There's, there, there's no third party checking to see if, they're, if the view numbers are true. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, they're boosting their own view numbers. They're definitely bo- boosting their own view numbers to make money. And uh, that's, they, that's life. But Hey, I j- just want to point, point that out in, in this whole YouTube, uh, because so many people are complaining about the, the fake Vitalik ads. There's all sorts of fakery going on at YouTube. And, and this is what happens when you have algorithms in charge instead of humans in charge. And we've been through this before. Hey, but Hey, I ca- I came out of this with my backup channel, uh, you know, because my main channel got shut down for two and a half months. Yeah. yeah, yeah, It's positive for me. (laughs) I'd like having a backup channel, being able to do my, uh, my, uh, my beyond Bitcoin shows here and talk about RFK junior. I mean, I I wouldn't be able on my main channel to do an RFK junior show that wouldn't be appropriate, I guess. All right. Okay. We talked about the food being tossed out. Uh, let's talk about the yellow star. Uh, but first, uh, Oh, here we got a question about Bitcoin. Uh, Roman Q says, when Bitcoin's price is orders of magnitude higher, would you spend some precious Bitcoin for the opportunity to go to space? No, I I don't want to go to space. I don't don't know if space travel will be safe during my lifetime. (laughs) Right now it's very very dangerous. Uh, What I'm I'm hoping for, though, is uh, we get some life extension technology. That I would definitely be willing to spend money on. My Bitcoin on definitely, definitely, on on life extension technology. And so you know if things go right, <laughs> and and you get the right life extension technology, and I get to live to be uh, five hundred or something. And by then, space travel is totally safe. Yeah, then then I'll then I'll go into <laughs> space. Then I'll go into space. It'll be awesome. We'll see what happens. Take it, take it one day at a time. Just you know, I try to maintain the body, be be healthy, so that if there ever is life extension technology. Um, it, it'll work on me and the life that I have, uh, will be, uh, comfortable. Uh, you know, it, it, it might be to a point like when I'm 78 years old, you, you, you take the life extension technology and then you're stuck at 78 well, I want to be, I want to be a healthy 78 for 500 years, right? I think over 500 years, they'd improve it so that, you know, if you're stuck at 78, they, they could bring you down some, maybe to 50 or something. Who knows? Who knows? You only got one life people. So uh, I'm again, uh, live it, live it to, to the fullest people, uh, save, save, and uh, be healthy. Just be, I've given you plenty of health tips, the garlic, the onions, the fasting, it, many of you, Probably could have guessed that I had a 48-hour a fast the other day um, that was part of Tish Above. All right. Someone said the pro- protests are uh, virus immune. The news, said, the news says they're all good. Yeah, and many people believe that. It's it's amazing, dude. It is amazing. They are actually people who believe that, that think like, yeah, they, they don't understand how a virus works at all. They think, yeah, it's, it's, if we're protesting, it's safe it's safe. <laughs> I can't, I can't believe I mean, people are so freaking gullible. <laughs> they, they worship their TV that freaking much and the government that much. All right, moving on. Um, so uh, there, there, there was an article in the Jerusalem post about uh, some Minnesota Republican group post a meme comparing, uh, mask requirement to uh, the yellow star now I, I talked about this before also i i, I think and, and they were you know, they were trying to say that this was horrible uh to, to compare the yellow star that were people were forced to wear to the mask that people are forced to wear and i've actually compared it before and he, he part of the meme was just put on the star and quit complaining it's really not that hard uh and then just put on the mask and stop complaining yeah they're, they're similar they're similar. They, people thought, Oh, I'll, I'll, put on the star. You know, it's, 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 it's obviously ridiculous to put on the star. Um, you know, my government shouldn't be making me put on the star and, and, you know, say with to point out. So everybody knows what religion I am, but I'll do it just to get along and it'll, it'll end eventually. It'll end eventually. I'll, I'll be compliant. It can't get worse than this. Can it? So it's just the same thing. I mean, when are you going to put your foot down? When are you gonna put your foot down? I'm, you know, just wear the mask, dude. Just wear the mask. But you know, science says it doesn't uh, doesn't help anyone. Just wear the mask, man. Just wear the mask. It's not that hard. Wear the effing mask. Be compliant to the government. No, it is the yellow star, dude. And I'm not wearing no yellow star. Pound that freaking like button. And you know, I, I don't care about people saying people saying. I, I think it's I think it's right to to compare it to wake people up. To, to, to put it in those terms of the yellow star all right to put it in those terms so people like snap out of it and see like how far a government can go with its requirements and with its fascism and how ridiculous this whole situation has become. Uh, all right so talking about in hydroxychloroquine, again was in in, in the uh, in the news again this week Newsweek had a uh, opinion piece from a doctor saying why aren't many countries that are using this why aren't we using this why are people scaring people about it it's a it's a malaria drug that has been around for so long if you've traveled around the world you've heard of you know people take it people just don't drop dead from it dude if you if you overdose on it yeah you drop dead if you overdose on tylenol or Advil, you like that Baltimore accent? Pound that like button. <laughs> if you advertise, uh, if you overdose on Advil, you'll die You'll die from that too, okay? There's plenty of things you can overdose on. You'll die, all right? So don't overdose on stuff. But it, the, the way it works, okay, if you're freaking dying of this disease already, I mean, if you're on a ventilator, it's not going to save you, all right? You're doomed. That's it. You're going to die if you're on a ventilator, most likely, all right? It's too late. But for some people who are scared as freak about this and who are unhealthy and who have found out that they have the darn thing, all right. I don't think it's that why not try a heart and you don't have a heart condition. Why not try a harmless malaria drug if if you're so scared about it? If you're if you're coughing and you're sick and you think it's gonna get worse, I mean it, does it prevent people from getting it? That hasn't been proven yet, okay? But there's anecdotal evidence out there, and there have been studies that people that have it already, it stops them from taking it – getting to the next level where you get super sick, all right? So the the media does not want to – they don't want an end to this, and they also don't want a, a certain side of the political spectrum to be right about anything when it comes to this. Dude, if you care about lives, you say you care about Black Lives Matter? Do you care about Sick Lives Matter? Do do, do 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 those lives matter? If Someone is sick and there is a possible cure for it. Okay, a possible way to to get people healthy again. Why aren't you? Talk? Why are you trying to scare people out of it? It's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Uh, this whole the, 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 this hydro. And I have been talking about hydroxychloroquine since freaking March. So is Carl Denerger. Okay. Um, I I don't know what else to say. And I do know that Squarespace. You know took down a a website uh, because they, they, you you guys saw that, I, I don't know what they called them, doctors on the front line. And they had that woman from Texas screaming about how great hydroxychloroquine was. I mean, I think she was taking it to a whole nother level there, but these were legitimate doctors talking about many aspects of the virus. Okay. She kept yelling about hydroxychloroquine, but they had a website where you could learn more about The doctors on the front line and sending your kids back to school and Squarespace, which was hosting the website, took it down. Here's the correspondence from Squarespace for why they took down the doctor's website, all under the guise of spreading misinformation. Dude, there are all sorts of fake websites out there that spread all sorts of ludicrous misinformation about all sorts of different type of people in Squarespace and other website providers, they never take it down. I mean, this has become insane. <laughs> it's really become I- insane. <laughs> but hey, they're a private company, they can do what they want to do. But that, that, that website providers are, are taking down sites now? When was the last time you heard about something like that? A website provider took down a, a, a site they didn't like that was paying them money. And web hosting, whatever you want to say. You know what I mean. I mean, all right, let me check. We're on, we're on the last subject matter right now. This is good. Doing it under an hour. Uh, I'm glad to see people south of the equator on here. We got Kiwi Bloke in uh, New Zealand. JC is in South Africa. Barefoot Barry is also in New Zealand. So it's good to see you guys. Uh, I hope to get in, I hope to revisit the Southern Hemisphere ASAP, but. The way things are going, international travel is still a pain in the tuchus. All right, so speaking about local here in Asheville, I listen to the classic rock station. Oh, Parlor guys, try Parlor. If you're trying to Twitter, we're trying to do crypto Parlor am Bitcoin Meister over there. It can be kind of fun. It's new. Diversify, diversify your social media. Don't diversify your cryptocurrency. Bitcoin is the next. Bitcoin. So on 105.9, the mountain, the classic rock station here in Asheville, they have something called the hometown hero segment, okay? And uh, y- you call the hero hotline to nominate to, to nominate your victim hero of, of the month, and they pick the nurse or the, the I mean, it's so victim-oriented, like, dude, be your own hero. You don't need to worship someone on the front lines of the virus dude that's their job okay you don't need to worship someone for doing their freaking job <laughs> you be your own hero you 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 strive for greatness don't worship someone's victim greatness because they helped because oh they, they put the, they're, they're they're going through such hard times doing their job they're heroes and they're they're helping all the people that can't help themselves dude you help yourself victim hero worship it's nonsense any hero worship is nonsense you be your own hero i'm adam meister the bitcoin meister this meister a lot of these people don't have fathers though so that's why they have to worship heroes i'm adam meister the bitcoin meister this runt so called heroes uh, subscribe to this uh, backup channel subscribe to the main bitcoin meister channel Follow me on Twitter, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. Pound that like button one last time, people, and uh, spread the word on Twitter. Thanks a lot. I will say hi to you guys in the chat. Good night.